The topics we'll be covering in today's episode is Warren Buffett's Berkshire buys Dominion Energy natural gas assets in a $10 billion deal, and a 35-year-old who spent nine years paying off $81,000 in student loan debt shares her big wake-up call. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is finally pulling the trigger. The conglomerate is spending $4 billion to buy the natural gas transmission and storage assets of Dominion Energy, including the assumption of debt. The deal totals almost $10 billion. It's the first major purchase from Berkshire since the C-word pandemic and subsequent market collapse in March. At his annual shareholder meeting in May, Buffett revealed that Berkshire had built up a record $137 billion in cash hoard as the financial market tanked and that he hadn't seen many favorable deals, despite the stock market's deep swoon. We have not done anything because we don't see anything that attractive to do. Buffett said at the time, suggesting that the quick actions taken by the Federal Reserve this year meant companies could get more access to financing in the public markets than they could during the financial crisis in 2008 and 2009. If we really liked what we were seeing, we would do it, and that will happen someday, Buffett said in May. For Dominion, the move is one of a series it is taking to transition to a pure play regulated utility company that focuses on clean energy production from wind, solar, and natural gas. Following the sale, Dominion expects that 90% of its future operating earnings will come from its utility companies that provide energy to more than 7 million customers in states like Virginia, North and South Carolina, Ohio, and Utah. Dominion is simultaneously announcing that it is canceling the Atlantic Coast Pipeline project with Duke Energy. The $8 billion project has faced increasing regulatory scrutiny and delays that have ballooned projected costs and raised doubts about its economic feasibility. As a result of the sale and its streamlined operations, Dominion is warning that it now expects its operating earnings for 2020 to be to $3.63 a share. Its previous guidance was for $4.25 to $4.60 a share. The company is also planning to cut its dividend in the fourth quarter to $0.63 a share from the $0.94 a share that it paid out in each of the first two quarters of the year and that it anticipates paying out for the third quarter. Currently, Dominion pays out 85% of its operating earnings, but post-transaction, the company is targeting an operating earnings payout of 65%, which it says is more in line with its peers. For Berkshire, the move greatly increases its footprint in the natural gas business. With the purchase, Berkshire Hathaway Energy will carry 18% of all interstate natural gas transmission in the United States, up from 8% currently. Under the terms of the transaction, Berkshire Hathaway Energy will acquire 100% of Dominion Energy Transmission, Q-Star Pipeline and Carolina Gas Transmission, and 50% of Iroquois Gas Transmission System. 
Berkshire will also acquire 25% of Cove Point LNG, an export, import, and storage facility for liquefied natural gas, one of just six LNG export terminals in the U.S. Berkshire Energy will pay $4 billion in cash for the assets and assume $5.7 billion in debt. Dominion plans to use about $3 billion of the after-tax proceeds to buy back its shares later this year. The deal is subject to regulatory approval and is expected to close in the fourth quarter of this year. And the fact that Melanie Lockhart, Lockhart, 35, lives in, lives in Los Angeles near her family is a testament to how serious she was about paying off her $81,000 in student loan debt. When Lockhart was in her 20s, living in Portland, Oregon, and side hustling almost seven days a week just to get by, she created what she called a debt freedom dream list. On it was everything she would do once she paid off her debt. Take her mom to Italy, get pet cats, move back home to Los Angeles. I never wanted to be in this situation again, says Locker, author of the book Dear Debt, which is based on her long-standing blog of the same name. I realized I had to stay focused so I could have a better future. But it wasn't just a list of goals and dreams that inspired Lockhart. She also had a wake-up call about just how much her student debt was costing her. CNBC side hustles via TaskRabbit and Craigslist to get by while she waited to land a full-time job. These included selling bottled water at overnight raves, helping someone plan a 50th birthday party, and pet-sitting. I did any task, big or small, that I could find on TaskRabbit or Craigslist. Lockhart says. At the time, she estimated she was making $800 to $1,200 per month. Her rent on a studio apartment she shared with her partner was $400. She didn't have health insurance or any other big expenses to pay for, like a car. But side hustling like crazy began to take a toll on her mental health. You deal with the five stages of grief when you pay off debt. Locker says about her denial at first, debt starts affecting your life choices and you don't have any options because debt is making those decisions for you. And that's what I was reckoning with at the time. In January 2013, she began to chronicle her debt journey and started the blog Dear Debt, which later became a book. More than anything, she used the blog as a public accountability tool to pay off her debt, and in, in it, she talked about the various ways she was paying off her student loans. From there, she started freelance writing on the side. After a year, she had built up her freelance writing career so much that she was making the same amount of money as she was in her full-time job as an events and community coordinator for a nonprofit paying her a $31,000 salary. She quit her job to freelance full-time, and doubled her income to $60,000 within a year. That turbocharged my student loan payments, Lockhart says. Suddenly, I was making four-figure payments. By December 2015, Lockhart had paid off the last of her student loan debt. When it comes to any sort of debt on credit cards or student loans, make sure you understand exactly how much the interest alone is costing you. For Lockhart, it was an expensive wake-up call to see that she was paying interest with every day that went by. 
And of course, there will be the sources for all these different articles in the description. You can get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood. You can learn the four steps to make money on online below, where you only need a phone, computer, and a PowerPoint presentation. You can automate your investing with Acorns, where they round up your everyday purchases, and you can put it into index funds, which is what I do, and it's pretty fun. You can create the best landing pages in sales funnels using ClickFunnels, and also just to get leads is pretty good for that. And you can become a master of your money by going to 40inbox.com. Feel free to watch more episodes. We'll see in future things. And feel free to leave a comment as to what your thoughts on either one of these articles are. Select spoke with Locker about what inspired her to accelerate her plan to pay off all her student loan debt and how she did it. Locker had a total of $81,000 in student loans, $23,000 she borrowed for her undergraduate degree from California State University, Long Beach, and $58,000 she borrowed for her graduate degree from New York University. She guesses that she probably paid closer to $100,000 with interest. While it took her a total of nine years to clear her loans completely, it's during the last four years that Lockhart worked hard to speed up her debt payoff. Throughout her time at NYU, Lockhart held multiple part-time jobs, including teaching theater in Harlem after classes, working in the study abroad office during the week, and as a receptionist at the School of American Ballet on weekends. During all this time, she was making monthly payments on her student loan debt. So when she graduated from NYU in May 2011, she was surprised to see that she still had a hefty $68,000 in principal left to pay off. At this point, Lockhart had been making payments every month for the last five years, yet there was this still a staggering balance remaining. She soon realized the reason. For all those years, she was only paying the minimum. When I graduated from NYU, I started to do the math and I realized I was paying $11 a day in interest, she says. That just really woke me up. Unlike credit cards, where you only accrue interest if you carry a balance, student loans accrue interest daily. For Lockhart, she didn't realize how quickly these loans were ballooning until after graduate school. When I was 17, 18, I signed up for student loans not knowing how interest worked, she says. I subscribed to the idea that everyone has student loans. That is good debt. It wasn't until I graduated from NYU when I was more broke than before that I realized the only way I was going to get out of debt was by paying more than the minimum. It was such a mind shift. Not only did Lockhart then spend the next four years committed to paying off her remaining loans as fast as she could, she even became more wary of accruing other sorts of debt. I became so debt-averse that I didn't get my first credit card until I was 28, she says. I was finally like, okay, I should have diversity in my credit. Her first card was the Capital One Quicksilver Cash Rewards credit card, but now she only carries her Chase Sapphire preferred card for personal or business expenses and makes sure to pay it off in full each month. In December 2011, following her graduation from NYU, Lockhart moved from New York City to Portland, Oregon, though she didn't want to leave New York. 
Her partner at the time was in Portland, and moving would mean her rent dropping by half. Lockhart began working a series of 